advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio. On Have you Radio noticed they Brooklyn. put an alarm before our show now, too? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Just giving the people warning. <laughs> I am Richard Sack. I'm Lucas Timore. I'm Rachel. And I'm Calvin. Actually, I'm Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. And I have to start with a correction. The, uh, the uh, thing that I said was... February 28th is Which I told you was February 8th. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start with I told you so. When you date, when you dated for nine years, you everything has to start with an I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not nine years yet, and I told you that. It's almost nine years. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it's long enough, long enough for it's that. It felt like nine so. years. It feels like nine, man. Jeez. <laughs> so tell us again about this thing on February 8th, because it's important. It's very important. Um, Mayor Adams has, um, you know, released something where anyone can be institutionalized w- without being a danger to themselves or others. And that is a very, very scary thing because the state of the public um, institutions is not good right now. What most people said who had been in Kings County was that in Kings County is one of the better uh, public institutions. And even there, they said this is worse than Rikers. Um, So you really don't want to end up in one of these places. Um, And so anybody, the state, like with what he's done, anybody, the state doesn't like, they could end up institutionalized. And so you don't want to be in a place where you've pissed off the government somehow. You've said something that could, you know, that that's for both conservatives and liberals. Like if you've pissed off the government by, you know, maybe protesting too much, there's a lot of different things you can do to piss off the government, you could be taken. Um, and that's what I sort of did is I started a riot, um, you know, maybe like when I was 27 and I'm 35 now, so almost 10 years ago and um, and almost 10 years ago and they, they, they're still upset with me. And this thing on the 8th? So on the 8th, I'm going to speak on a panel um, about that. Um, I think I'm the only person who is not a professional on the panel, you know, not, not an academic. Every, you know, um, and, you know, the tickets are open to the public, but they're very expensive. It's about $150. Um, and, but it is open to all students for free. And where can people get these tickets and where can people attend? Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. Let's go come back to me. I'll come back to you. Calvin, you got a DJ set tonight. Yep, I'm uh, back at the Ice House. I'll be there uh, from 8.30-ish till whenever I get kicked out. Go, <laughs> <Well>, Calvin. <laughs> We're so and proud that, of you, babe. Thank you. Those, those are always a good time. <laughs> what do you intend to play? Well, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever the mood hits me. Okay. I, uh, it's kind of, kind of a reflection of uh, my radio show, but uh, I do get to uh, uh, divert, uh, divert paths, and uh, just kind of get into, hey, figure out a good groove and just roll with it. You know. You can also sort of feel the crowd and what they're responding to. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, is awesome about doing live performance where you're not scripted. Right. So that's so that's uh, another thing that uh, I find pretty fun about. Uh, about these DJ nights, just uh, like getting people to vibe, and like if I uh, if I uh, catch a song that like gets people moving, that's that's where that's when I realize, okay, I can start moving in this direction, see where things go, and uh, and uh, just kind of kind of let it rock. It's okay, a good time. 
so there's actually a correction um, from a previous email I read. There, the tickets are actually twenty five to two hundred dollars. It's a sliding scale. So, oh, oh, so people okay. can, um, you know, I think pay what they what they feel they can pay. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And the link I'm looking for where the link is still. Go go on. Uh, you and Lucas are going vegetarian, Rachel. Yeah, we we have been eating vegetarian. We feel really bad for the animals. I hear you. It feels so you. bad. They're so <laughs> smart and so beautiful. There are some there are some things I, I will not eat. Octopus is one of them. Why? Because mm, they're very smart. They're very intelligent. Yeah. But yeah. So, are, so are pigs. Like, uh, octopuses, I don't know, they might evolve to fucking eat us if we don't cut this shit out. They, they, <laughs> they might be smarter than us. They, they might, might be. be. They might be. And they have the uh, extra added advantage of not having bones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I they, just, I just feel and like having a lot of, a lot of hearts. <laughs> yeah, there's That's, too much. There's so much going on with the octopuses. I don't want to piss them off. Don't <laughs> piss them off. Don't piss them off. Francis is pred- predicting Magic. how how are you going to die? Octopus. So, so how about I put the link um, for the Zoom li- the link for the symposium in my. Um, on my Instagram, um, so my Instagram is Lucas L U C A S T I A M O R E Lucas T M O R E, and we, that's Lucas L U C A S T I A M O R E. That's where you can find the link. Oh, yeah, I will put the link up tonight. All right, great, thank you. I don't want to be a cat. I don't want to be a cat. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I sent a video of me singing that to Francis this week. Because yeah. you, you got some cool oven mitts that got look like... oven mitts that make me look like a cat. They look like cat paws. Nice. That's some important news. <laughs> uh, speaking of academics, Lucas, you're, you had a couple of classes that you taught this week. Yeah, I um, taught K through five music. Um and it was pretty good for the younger classes because that was just me like playing music with them and I can like read music. But then when they were doing, the older kids were doing like worksheets and like I did not know the answers to the worksheets and they did not leave me the answers. Oh shit. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I mean, they were supposed to be doing it on their own anyway. Like they weren't really supposed to be asking me for help. But like, you know, like I just had to admit to the kids, like I don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. You I feel know? like kids actually like that when you, when you're just like normal and you're like, I don't know either. Either. I was like, I don't know. Like, that's it sounds pretty. It's pretty rough. You're in fourth grade. Like, I don't know why you do that. <laughs> you know, like I've never seen that drum in my life. You know what I mean? It's like this weird drum, and you're like, I've never seen that drum in my life. Like, definitely don't know it. <laughs> Can someone help? Pull, it was like called uh, like some up. of them were called like a Tim Tim or something. Like, I was like, well, I don't know what a Tim Tim is. Like, <laughs> sounds like a flim flam man. <laughs> the whole uh, thing's a flim flam and a sham. See, get YouTube. <laughs> I also did a kindergarten class. That went well. And uh, and I'm looking for a day in the life, Jeff Beck, a day in the life. So with uh, the uh, kindergarten class, that was music as well? The kindergarten class was just the whole day with the kindergarten class. Yeah. Um, And um, that went well. Um, They, you know, um, they're really cute. There's a lot of, like, touching, though. I'm, like, confused by that. I'm always like, why are you touching me? But but they just want to feel like, you know, the kindergartners need that support, I think, you know. they're. They're still kind of still kind of getting in tune with, like, all their all their senses, you know, their senses. Yeah. Touches, touches. 
pretty important for kids that age. I did send like a let a couple of kids go to the bathroom with like with like various like they didn't really have a rash and they didn't really have a cut. But um, you know, I mean, not to the nurses, but my mom said to be careful doing that because the nurse might get mad at me if like I, I repeat, repeat at the school. But like in kindergarten, like you, you almost they almost need the nurse to tell them that there's no rash because I was like, yeah, I don't really see rash, but um, no, they'll they'll believe you. Give them a wet a wet paper towel. Yeah, and they you put I mean, it, these schools you put it don't on have, there in like, a loving way. These schools do not have like any sinks in the classroom. There's no bathrooms oh. in the classroom. Like you're letting kindergartners go to the bathroom by themselves. Yeah, that's wild to me. Um, which is like wild. Like you're like I'm like I do not want to let like a kindergartner leave the room by themselves. Like I'm like this is wild. But they are pretty. I would say. I mean, I was in like Brownsville twice this week. Like, you know, the, the kids are pretty grown. Like, it's sad to say, but they're pretty grown at that age, you know? You, they don't have to have, like, a buddy system going to the bathroom? No, they go by themselves to the kindergartners. Like, I was like, wow. oh, I hope this kid comes back. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I, I'm there always, no like, a little kids. unsure about, like, do I have all of the children in the room? Like, do I have all the children in the room? Like, <laughs> Well, you don't know, like, all their faces yet. That's so hard. It's so hard. Right. Teacher, I need to go to the nurse. I have invisible spots all over my body. All over my body. All over. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't believe you. They just need a grown-up to say, oh, I see it. I see you. <laughs> Look at those spots. <laughs> Look at those invisible spots. And then they're like, okay, body. okay. <laughs> well, this week uh, we lost two... Two uh, important figures in rock and roll, uh, Lisa Marie Presley, quite young and quite tragically. Yeah. Jeff Beck, quite old for a rock and roll person at 78. I lost a kid in um, my grade from my high school today to organ failure, and I'm only 35 yeah. years old. Very sad. Oh, no. Wow. I'm so sorry, sorry to hear. Yeah, really, really sad. I'm a little out of the loop of the high school, but I did get told. Mm-hmm. And the person who told me was like, I'm sure you haven't heard. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I haven't heard. But no, it's really it's really sad. I don't know what caused the organ failure, but that's really sad for th- a 35-year-old. It is. Uh, a lot of musicians, they kind of peak, often maybe around age 29, and whatever they're doing at that time, that's what they keep doing. And uh, Jeff Beck, this is not the case with him. He just continued to grow as an artist. He continued to grow as a musician. And what I'm going to play for you was uh, it's a cover of the Beatles of John Lennon, Paul McCartney's uh, song "A Day in the Life" that was done. Live I love that song. Spots. This was done in 2007, so he was already what in his 60s, yeah, something like that. It's and, one of my favorite songs. And this is a, a Grammy-winning performance, and uh, we miss you already. I haven't heard this.
That was uh, Thank you Jeff so Beck. much, everybody, for making me so comfortable. Thank you. Jason Rebello. That was amazing. That was recorded in 2007, live at uh, Ronnie Scott's. He was 63 at the time. Like I said, he just continued to, to grow. I love that. And that was incredible. I felt that in my in I think my soul. Steve is on hold. Steve, are you? Hello. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi. We're all here. Calvin's here. Fr- Thank you. Yeah, that was Jeff Beck um, playing A Day in the Life. Rad, rad, rad. Hi, Calvin. Hi, Rachel. Yes, I see. You're all there. I hey, sweetie. You. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like when I introduce people to music they haven't heard before that fucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. We've got Steven on the phone right now. We've got Lucas and Rachel and Calvin in the house. How's it going? Uh, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. I don't know what today's topic of conversation is because... I, I was just able to sign in, and so I, I, I confess to missing the beginning of the show. So uh, we're discussing. I guess me in. We're discussing the decline and fall of the Roman Empire and its implications on early Christianity. <laughs> well, he was actually a history major, Steve. Yes, yeah, so. Steve actually yeah. will have something to say about this. I could weigh in heavily on that. Is that really the topic today? No, no. <laughs> you guys. Fucking with me. <laughs> but I, Steve, you're, Steve is really smart. He could weigh in on that. Yeah. I forgot. Are we allowed to curse on this show? We're allowed to curse. Fuck right? no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Conflicting messages. They have they have a lot of warnings before our show, just so you can curse and do what you want. No, right? there's right. a lot I'm of shit you can't fucking show. say. <laughs> I was on a radio show last night, and I was not allowed to curse. And uh, it was it was it was it difficult. Was a awkward. I dropped. I, I made it through uh, a half-hour interview without any expletives, and then I accidentally dropped in one F-bomb. So That's not I, bad uh, for you. Like <laughs> One is not, not bad. bad. What, what radio <laughs> show were you on? I don't even know, but it was... Um, <laughs> I was being interviewed by an actress in, in the... Uh, the main actress in the film I'm, I'm producing, Fatroma. Okay. Uh, her name is uh, Jenny Selby. Uh, and she's a wonderful actress, and she is a uh, uh, a bit of a, um, a, a political commentator type personality and a comedian as well. So she does a lot of radio interviews, and her and I share a similar libertarian uh, intellectual bent. So uh, she had me on a, a church show or a show that she was uh, uh, guest hosting on. I don't know. I, I'll let you guys know when it airs. Yeah, I just wanted to know where we could find it. Uh, it's is terrestrial our, radio. I know that much. So it's on. It's on the regular radio. Is, is, I'm really bad at self promoting. I can't do. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can find me, things. and we don't know where. <laughs> People find ask me, me somewhere. to do things, and I just <laughs> agree to do them, and I don't really know what I get myself into ninety percent of the time. But you can um, you can check her. You can check out my friend Jen on social media. And I'm sure she'll provide a link when it airs because it was it was a pre-recorded show, so I guess I'm going to okay. edit out my f bomb. I'm a little bit of but, a libertarian uh, myself. Oh, you're a total libertarian. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm really not a Democrat. It's like um, it's upsetting to a lot of people, but I'm, I don't think I don't think anybody sane is a Democrat anymore. <laughs> if you have a if you have a Francis is giving of, me evil eyes. <laughs> Well, if you have three functioning brain cells left, you're not a Democrat anymore. 
And I, I, I know you just pissed off half the room. Out there. Yeah, you did piss off half uh, the room. Francis is giving me evil eyes. <laughs> you, you did not piss off me. I'm not a Democrat. Is Francis still a Democrat? Really, really, Francis? You're not even, you haven't even gone third party, at least. Um, well, wait, third parties don't win. I plugging my friend. I didn't finish <laughs> plugging my friend. Uh, yes, Jen Feldy on, on Instagram. She is Jen is El Man. And, or, and, and uh, yeah, she's with Trauma. She's, she's been in a few of our movies. She's great. Um, you can find her on one of my friend lists. I'm, I'm Lucky Centaur on Instagram. Or Lucky Jen, Jen what? what's Facebook. the last name? Uh, Feldy. Feldy. Jen Feldy. Uh, if you just search that in, in social media, you'll find her profiles. Is, so does, she's a great does, actress, great comedian, really cool person. Does, Definitely not a Democrat. Does, <laughs> does Trauma, uh, are they... Are they, do you, are they SAG? Like, you're, are the actors SAG? Uh, no, no. We usually do things non-union. We don't have the budget. All right, so I don't have to suck anybody's dick for a role. No, you, you no, don't have to suck anyone's dick for a role. No. <laughs> but you will have to use a fake name. But you, you are uh, SAG, aren't you? Yes, that's why I can't do it. You can't do it, yeah. Oh, he could totally do it. Just, you know, just wear a wig and use a fake name. No, no, no. They 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 don't ask for any ID when you when you come to do it. They just like have you sign a waiver. But like I think I used a fake name. Well, I mean, Tony <laughs> Feldman was in the Toxic Avenger Four. He just used a fake name. That's what everybody does, you know. If you want to be in a trauma movie, you just you just can't. Yeah, I mean, I've done stuff in the past movie. and and gone and been billed as Face Boy. As but, Face Boy, yeah. There you go. Yeah, but, I got, I got like five stage names. But Francis so. is trying to be a serious, serious actor. In, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, later I'm, in life. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want. I've, I've done enough of that. I'm not doing that anymore. But uh, thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> I, I, I've done the serious acting thing, and then I, I was like, you know, I want to go down the totem pole. I want to, <laughs> I want to do, I, I want to. Well, you like do smut. The theater stuff, <laughs> more pornographic type stuff. Yes, I like smut. I know it's. Uh, I know I'm a conservative, but I'm a conservative who likes uh, all the neighborhood boys in Bushwick. Because I'm friends, because I was friends with Steve. All the neighborhood boys like felt thought I was a porn actress. Well, I mean, you were for a while. We should do that. It's not untrue. (laughs) It's not untrue, but it's not necessarily true. Like you were were doing. I never did like official for, porn, uh, but now I'm doing the OnlyFans a little bit. Like, so I oh, guess that, I, that's that's, a, that's as official as porn gets in the 21st century. All right, all right. So I am an official. <laughs> I am official porn. <laughs> I mean, look, the industry is oversaturated. That's the industry. Is somebody just publishing their own smut on OnlyFans? That's it. There's no there's no porn stars left anymore. I mean, the. the the days of big studios doing their thing is, 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 and dominating the industry. It's been ruined. What out. the hell happened they, to they, the next Del Rio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she died, actually. No, she I didn't. She passed away. No, she didn't. Yeah, she's dead. No, she isn't. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm thinking of Kitten the Tividad. She yeah, Vanessa Del Rio is Vanessa very much Del alive. Rio. She's very active. Hold on, I gotta Google this. She, uh, <laughs> she gives opportunities to younger people to to make money in the sex industry through her website. Yeah. She's uh, she's fucking awesome. Vanessa Del Rio. I thought I saw that she passed away. No. no. Oh no, she's still around. Great. Yeah. She's seventy. Yeah. And she still lives in New York. She's in great. Harlem, yeah, apparently. she still lives in Harlem. She's, Good she's for her. Freaking queen. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I've always been a fan. Yeah, Joanna Angel, I think, moved to Florida. Like, Joanna Angel has the Burning Angels, and they, it's like well, the tattoo girls. Well, everybody wants to be in Florida. <laughs> Pretty sure she might have moved to Florida. Florida. Florida's great. 
I'm moving to Florida. As soon as I get more money saved up, I'm buying a I'm buying I, They a, don't have a very uh, good um, mayor own. there, Steve. I don't know that much about um, the mayor in Miami. I just know that the, the general state of Florida affords a much higher quality of life and a lot more freedom than New York does currently. And, and as much as I thought I would never leave New York, and I'm a die-hard, born-and-bred New Yorker, I'm kind of sick of this shit. I want out of here. The, uh, the city is just making it too hard to run my business. And uh, So you're going to run Airbnb down there? Yeah, because, I mean, just to fill in the audience, yeah, I, I run an Airbnb business currently. It's where I derive a lot of my income from, even though I'm also uh, working, uh, you know, as a film producer. Um, we all know that indie, indie movie making is not that lucrative. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I get the majority of my finances by uh, running out um, uh, uh uh, several rooms in, in, a, in a couple of apartment leases that I that I control and live in. So I, I I've been doing this according to the law. You're supposed to only rent out places where you live. I, I have a couple of apartments in one building, but I join them together and I live there and I have a space you know sequestered for myself and I have rooms for the guests and a common space and a yard and all that. It's like a boarding house. It's very it is. Nice. It and, is like a whole boarding house. And I I spent like thirty thousand dollars renovating these this, these old. Um, tenement style apartments and they're gorgeous and now they're telling me that they're gonna they're gonna shut it all down and and they've already fined me six thousand dollars which fuck them i'm not gonna pay what what they say it was for five thousand bucks in motorcycle motorcycle tickets i got or you know what they they, what they might do you know they could give me as many tickets as they want and i'm just not gonna pay them because i don't own the building so what can they take from me but they um now they're now they're proposing a law where if you don't register your apartment with the city, um, they're not they're not going to let um, websites process your payments. Oh my god! And, mm. and the yeah, so they'll they'll allow you to register and become legitimate, but in order to become legitimate, you have to abide by their new rules, which they established in 2021, and those rules make it effectively impossible for anyone to do Airbnb anywhere. I mean, they're ridiculous. You're not allowed to have locking doors, so the guests can't have their have locks on their doors. They what? can they can come into your bedroom if they want. Nobody wants yeah, there's that. There's no privacy. You can't rent private rooms. It doesn't matter if you live there anymore. You're, you're not allowed to rent to more than two people a night. Um, you can't join multiple apartments together, even if you live there. It's all fucked up. It, it just sucks. This whole state is run by cocksucking communist fucks. <laughs> And only big corporations can make money. And if you're not on fucking welfare, sucking the government dick, or already rich, then you don't belong here. Or, or if you're a criminal. You can be a criminal in New York. It's a great place to be a criminal. If you want to riot, rob, rape, steal, you know, they'll, they'll, if they arrest you, you're out in fucking 24 hours because of these stupid bail reform laws. Yeah. Even, even if you fucking pull a gun on somebody or, or beat them within an inch of their life, they'll let you out the next fucking day. So New York is very obviously a perfect place to be an absolute piece of shit, to not have a job, live off the dole, and just rob people. Well, somebody but got I'm raped in your building, an old woman, yeah. right after they yeah, yeah, made the bail reform. Yes. My elderly neighbor got raped. She's mentally disabled. She has Down syndrome. She got raped by somebody. We all know who it was. Um, And And he was out the next day. My neighbor. Yes, he was out the next day. And that same guy then came back a day after that and robbed my apartment. After he got out of jail. In Christmas time. Well, he's dead now, and I'll just add that as an addendum to that story. I'm not saying I know how it happened. I'm not saying I was involved. Just saying that guy is 
That guy doesn't exist anymore. Supposedly, he's he had no a longer a problem. Overdose, he's no longer a problem. Yeah, <laughs> he had Street a drug justice. He had a, he had a, he had a <laughs> overdose or something. But I have a feeling. I have a feeling somebody who knew what happened gave him a gave him next uh, an extra dose or whatever in, in his uh, in his fucking bag or whatever he bought. And that's what that's what it's come down to. You know, New York now is a place where if you're not if you're not ganged the fuck up. You know, and that's the thing. He, the, the old lady that he attacked, her, you know, like half of her relatives are fucking gang members. So of course this guy was going to get whacked. But that's how it goes. You know, if you're not if you're not linked in with like mob guys or fucking street gangs or whatever, you're 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 a walking target in this city. And that's every Democrat shithole in America. That's why I'm getting the fuck out. I'm going to Florida. I'm voting for fucking Donald Trump in 2024. Sorry, <laughs> Francis. I am tired of not having the freedom to defend myself. If I had a gun and I was home that night, my apartment got robbed. Even if I had a legal gun, which is damn near impossible to get in New York, and I shot this guy as he came through my fucking window, they would have they put me in jail for that. That's how fucked up this town is. I'm done. I'm over it. It sucks. I can't make any money here anymore. It, it, I would say the police no were very unhelpful when I got robbed over and over and over again. The police were extremely unhelpful to me. Yeah, they, they, they were unhelpful. And <laughs> they didn't do anything. And then and then I said, well, aren't you guys going to, you know. They usually the don't even make a report. Like, they, they're like, they're like, well, we see there's signs of a break-in, but we don't really, like. Or they'll tell yeah. you that they don't see any signs of a break-in because they don't see anything that was worth stealing. I'm like, well, that's because it's already stolen. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would. Yeah, they told. I after the initial cops came to take the report, they did take a report in my case. Uh, but sometimes they'll bully you into into not making the report. You they only took a report. report once. You would really vote for a white supremacist who gathered a mob to He's overthrow not a white the government. Well, first of all, I want the government overthrown. So there, um, <laughs> the government sucks. The government is fascist. Fuck the government. Steve, um, Steve supports the um, the people who did, like he he supports the people who tried to overthrow the government. Absolutely, do yeah. I support? Well, first of all, here's the thing. That's a complex issue. I would like to see the government overthrown personally, but I don't believe that's what the people on January 6th are trying to accomplish. I, it was a protest. It was meant to be a peaceful protest, and it was a very large protest. It was the biggest protest in the history of this country. It was meant to in terms be. Of the number of people who showed up. How, how do you know it was meant to be a peaceful protest? Wait, hold on, wait a minute. If Martin Luther King Day is coming up on Monday, and you're telling me there were more people at that protest than there was on the march of Washington. I, 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 I could be wrong, but you I are know. wrong. There was at least a million people. There was at you're least a million very people. wrong. At least a million people. So the majority of people in that protest got nowhere near the Capitol building. They were they were they were they went very far back, you know. Uh, and, and the reason I say the the intent was not to overthrow the government was because uh, our constitution, right, has a, a whole detailed process for inaugurating a new president. And that particular day was the last chance. For uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. No, it wasn't that particular legally, day. No, no, nothing legal could on, have, me, could have overturned the saying. result. Let me, I let will. Me, I let will. me finish what I was saying. <laughs> that day was the last opportunity for the election to be legally uh, challenged and for the inauguration to at least be delayed, if not, you know, prevented altogether. Because Mike Pence, the vice president, had to certify the electoral colleges votes it was if just, he doesn't do that if he doesn't do that then, then the he's breaking the law become the president 
right? And his role then, is then, his role is purely ceremonial on that day. It's purely not ceremonial. ceremonial. It's not, but it's not, Francis. And so the point of the protest, the point of the protest was to pressure Mike Pence into not certifying the ballots and to investigate the election further. So that was the last opportunity to work within the system, which is what Donald Trump was wanting to do. And the people who showed up, maybe some of them that were there to stir shit and cause problems, I'll concede to that because there were a lot of people there and I can't speak for the motives of all of them. But the protest was organized for the purpose of making the, the last legitimate challenge to, uh, you know, Joe Biden's presidency as per the system outlined in our Constitution. Now, it's never happened before that somebody didn't certify, to my knowledge, it's never happened, somebody didn't certify the ballot. So I, I don't honestly know what happens after that. But I know that that was the last, basically the last stop on the road to being president where there could have been a detour and somebody says, hey, now, wait a minute, we got to look at some things before we declare that this guy is the new president of the United States. And, and I disagree with, with you. People, All of the courts disagree with you. <laughs> The, the, well, the courts, the courts disagreed. The courts disagreed uh, so far that there was election tampering. But again, that doesn't prevent Mike Pence from not certifying the election. Which no, the law prevents him from doing that. Protesting. If there's a million people protesting, then he's gonna he's got to stop and think. Oh shit! This is my constituency. These are my people. These are my fellow Republicans. If he wants to maybe get a shot at being president. Uh, someday, he's got to listen to that protest. He no, he doesn't. He has to listen to the oath that he swore on the Constitution to protect. But it, it, it's, it's, he swore it's like to protect the Constitution. Why, and if so he, why, and why if does he, the vice if he, president certify the ballots? Why does he certify the ballots? It's a What's ceremonial. It's just. It's, it's, it's not just, ceremonial. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's, it's absolutely it's just, not ceremonial. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a check and balance within the system. It's the last. Stop on the road to being declared president. And if there's something fudgy going on, the vice president has the power and ability to say, "Whoa, hold on, let's let's maybe take a break here and see what's going on." Well, and there it's wasn't anything fudgy going on. In our, in our <laughs> and, history. I, and that has been has been proved over and over well, and over again. Know, there was I, nothing I fudgy going on. I can't. And speak even for if what there was, though, he doesn't have that power, and he knew he didn't have that power. Well, well, and he knows on, more about I politics a, and more about the Constitution than than. Uh, I mean, I don't like Pen Mike Pence. I, don't, I don't, I, like, I don't I'm not like a big him. fan of Pence I'm not either. a fan I'll of him that, at all. The no. last interview I saw him give, I remember him being asked, okay, because he was dodging so many questions, he said, this is a yes or no question. Uh, and uh, should Trump be allowed to hold office again? And his answer was, well, I think that's for the American people to decide. <laughs> like, answer the fucking question! <laughs> I think he gave a very good answer, actually. I mean, that's, uh, that's the best answer there could be. I mean, it is for the American people to decide. And um, um, by the way, by the way, I, can't, I, don't have, um, I don't have any evidence personally that uh, the election was rigged on a grand scale. But I can tell you what happened to me on a personal scale. Now, I, uh, I go to vote in the same place every year um, for the last uh, more than 10 years. And um, I changed my party registration in 2020. I actually didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2020. I, I was very close to, but I still voted Libertarian, which is what I usually do. Uh, you know, and that's why I'm making a big declaration of the fact I'm not going to do that in the next election because I think uh, I just don't think it's the time to vote third party uh, because too much is going on and it's too crazy here, and, and third parties just aren't winning. So I don't want. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't want to go through another situation where, oh, they shut my business down or we send another trillion dollars to... So what did, they, what did they do? They, they took away your right so to vote? Oh, yeah, so I, 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 I was registered as a Democrat because uh, I wanted to, you know, at least vote in, in the primaries for the Democrat primaries. Because I know Democrats always win New York. I'm not a Democrat. I don't like Democrats, never have. So what but, did they do? Uh, even when I... What did they well, do? Well, I changed my party registration as, a, as an act of protest. I changed it to Republican. And even though I didn't vote Republican that year, at least not for the president. And um, so when you vote, your vote is secret, right? But when you change parties... You, you tell them that, and you tell the people at the booth, I want to change my party, and it's a, it's a public declaration, at least, and, and they know about it, and, and they ask you, what party do you want to you know, register as? And I said Republican. And, okay, and I said, okay, now here's where it gets fudgy. The next year, the very next year, I went back to the same polling place, and uh, they told me, oh, you have to fill out a special form. And I said, why? They said, well, you have inactive voter status. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, it means you haven't been here to vote in, in a few years. And I said, I was just here last year. I was here the year before that and the year before that. And what's funny is they're telling me I, I was an inactive voter. Meanwhile, I still got all the paperwork in the mail that, that acknowledged I changed my party registration. So they sent me the mail to tell me where to go uh, vote in the Republican primaries. So obviously they, they took note of that and, and they acknowledged that. But they threw my vote in the garbage. They also they took away my right to vote. We, I want to hear. I want to hear from Calvin. So if that happened to me, it could happen anywhere. I want to it hear something, and I believe it did happen all over the country. I want to I hear. Absolutely believe. I want to hear something from Calvin, and then we got to do uh, read some copy. Yeah, I was kind of. I was curious about uh, um, the uh, vice president's role in all of this. So here's a. Uh, here's a, an excerpt from a, a website called The Conversation. Uh, this was uh, this was written uh, prior to uh, like uh, uh, prior to last year's election, On January sixth. Congress convenes to count the vote, electoral votes and certify the winner of the election. Because the sitting president also serves as president of the Senate, Mike Pence will preside over this count in 2021, just as uh, Vice President Joe Biden did in January 2017, when Donald Trump officially became president-elect. Each state called upon in alphabetical order files its votes. This process is in some respects ceremonial because by January the media has declared a winner and usually a concession speech has been given, but officially it is the moment of truth. At the end of the Senate's electoral vote count, the vice president announces the results and asks if there are any objections. In 2001, Democratic House representatives tried for 20 minutes to block Florida's highly contested electoral votes for George W. Bush. That effort failed because objections must be signed by both the member of the House and the Senate before being voted on by both chambers of Congress. It fell to Vice President Al Gore, President of the Senate, to declare Bush, his Republican opponent, the winner of the 2000 election. And there's a whole bunch of other, a uh, whole bunch more. Well, but, uh, there you go. It seems like it is not just ceremonial. It is, it is the, it's the final seal of approval. It's a very, it's a very legitimate and official function, and it, and it could, it could go one of two ways. That's, I'm telling you, it's, it's. I, I, I thank you, I Calvin. I think Steve might be I right. Didn't, I didn't. I mean, Calvin just just proved it. <laughs> Calvin not said exactly. it better than I could. Not exactly. Calvin's reading the actual, you know, the law and the history of it. Not exactly, but we got to do this. 
Radio Free's Brooklyn mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And uh, Calvin wanted to play a song. He rarely asks for us to do that, so we're <laughs> going to do that, and uh, then we'll get back to this other stuff. And please tell us about this. Okay, so this is a song I uh, came across uh, actually fairly recently. I was uh, I was looking up some music from a band called uh, the Charisma Band, and I came across a song that I hadn't heard from them called "Bless the Day." Now this was this was uh, particularly uh, pointed for me because the Charisma Band was the band that my dad was in, and so. Um, last week was his birthday, and so I wanted to uh, look up some music to uh, commemorate his birthday um, on uh, my show this past week. So I, I came across this, and it was uh, kind of especially poignant because three different people on YouTube had uploaded that song just this week. So, so uh, this is a song called Bless the Day.
You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Steve, we thank you for joining us. But we're done here. <laughs> Francis is getting a little pissed off. Starting to piss me off. Yeah. And I, I need to have some fun here on this show. This is my one hour. This is your one hour. Of fun. All right, I, all right, I, res- Steve, I respect you, you. You hit your limit. I respect you, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to further my uh opinions on the points that we brought up while you're no longer here to I, to give a counterpoint that, I that's, think that's fair. fair i will say i found this like um black black republican um or black conservative um females conservative who um who i saw that steve followed so i was like okay i'm gonna like watch a few of her videos um and then she sent me down this rabbit hole where i don't know if i'm like pro life or pro choice anymore like and like i like i was listening to her i listened to her for like 2 hours this girl um and <laughs> i i might be impressionable because you are <laughs> you are no but you you came away with a takeaway that's um that does feel very resonant to me is that this idea that abortion is just a bunch of it, cells like don't make a big deal about it like that doesn't I just came away with, like, I did not know that, um, I did not know about a lot about Martha Sanger. I was Margaret Sanger. I did not know a lot about her. I did not know that she was a eugenicist who was trying to keep down black and Italian populations. Like, and they were going, I mean, I did know that Planned Parenthood was mostly in black communities, but I did not know that that, that started in a way to try to like um, keep down the black population. Um, and so I actually feel like pretty bad about that now. Um, and I, I'm very confused about my stance. I feel like these are like separate issues though. Like should abortion be legal and should there be, um, forced abortion, forced sterilization of poor but people? We don't, those are like but two different like things. Her, this, this one woman's, um, stance was that the communities, because of the way that like pro, choice is almost like a cult like the communities are like pushing abortions on people you know and i like would say that that did happen to me like as a poor person is that like i I, you know like as a poor person like like abortions were pushed on me i remember when you saw my planned parenthood membership card your 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 first question was does this mean you get discounts (laughs) i mean abortion costs money Listen, abortions are expensive. I'm not going to have another abortion. So it, it was. It was just. I was asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I was. Like, I thought it was, was that friend, absolutely. Was that friend named Lucas? No, no. I'm. I'm. I, I have decided. I'm like at this point. Like in my. Like I have my family back. I, I'm in a much different position than I was when I was having abortions but at this point like I would not have another abortion like if, if somebody raped me and because the only reason I had abortions was I was raped but if somebody raped me at this point I would raise the child but when at, at a time when I felt the rapists were actually going to be able to take control in court because I was being painted as a mentally ill person so heavily and like I didn't want a rapist to end up parenting my child you know and so but at this point I have my family on my side I have a lot of people I have a lot of community on my side I do not think like somebody would be able to win like a rapist would be able to win over the rights of my child so I personally would not have another abortion even if I was raped but um like it's very serious to think like scary ben or the the other person who um you know decided he wanted me to be my baby mama be his baby mama without asking me i do not think either of those people are were fit to parent so 
um, at that point, it was like a mercy killing. You know what I mean? I do, I do believe abortion is a mercy killing. It's yeah, it was a mercy killing. Like I, I yeah, you know, because I just, I do believe that the life of my child would have been like so bad. Like, yeah. can you imagine like scary Ben Francis, scary Ben having my child? No, I, I can't talk bad about Planned Parenthood though. They've done a lot of a lot of good by me. They've showed me. I'm not sure talking about so much compassion. Parenthood. Yeah, when I needed it, and they, I, they did almost kill me. I will say, like the the abortions are not as safe as we think they are. No, um, the abortion pill is not. Is I took not the as abortion safe. pill. I like saw the light. I I called them many times, asking like what to do. Like they said to call this number if you have any problems. They never called me back. Um, I like at that point then like because I they said to call them and not the hospital. Like I called them and. And by the time I really needed nine one one, I could no longer like use the phone. Like I could no longer. I my I had like paralysis and like bled out into three rooms and like almost died. Like, um, we, we need to be very serious that like abortions are dangerous. Abortions are dangerous, and like we should not be sending people like home to these for these like at home abortions. Like I, we, I strongly believe we should be doing abortions with doctors, but in New York, the waiting lists are crazy and it, it takes months. Like it takes a long time to get an abortion. So at that point you're, you are actually like have a child inside, like, you know, you don't have like a, like I had to witness like the baby fall out of me and it it's not supposed to, it's supposed to like disintegrate, but it didn't. And like, that it felt it was very traumatizing for me. It was very traumatizing. And I think some of these conservatives are right that like we are traumatizing children and like we're not giving them a choice always in these pro choice communities because it's so accepted that you will have this abortion that uh, that this child will ruin your life and you will have this abortion and not everybody wants to do that and we should not be forcing it on children. Thank you for that. It's everybody's like if we're going to be pro-choice, really make it a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't don't am, be like I am a hundred percent on board with you, and I think uh, my views are not palatable to everyone. Um, but I'm really saying like it's a choice, and you need to understand exactly what abortion is. You need to really and like the, the, you know they're going into these health classes, like, you know, praising abortion. Really, they're not praising your choice they're not you know it's really we should not just be pushing down poor communities and telling them that if you get pregnant young you must have an abortion just because we don't want another person on you know like that's one thing i will respect about the republican community is like they don't like want that for for people they want it you know like they want I don't think there's also like, you know, sometimes abortions are life saving though. And like that, that like, that's the problem with people who are too conservative is like, I don't think they even agree with life changing, life saving abortions. I want to play one more track from Jeff Beck. Uh, This is him with Johnny Depp doing isolation, something we all learned a bit about. Sorry, I went off. So afraid Isolation We're afraid to be alone 
everybody got to have a home Solution Just a boy and a little girl Trying to change the whole wide world Solution The world is just a little town Everybody trying to put us down for calling in. Thank you, Steve. And uh, even though I Steve. always disagree with you, just about, <laughs> I appreciate that you are uh, an intelligent and that you're very intelligent and that you present your arguments extremely well. So thank you for that. Lucas, thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. I love you, Rachel. Thank I love you, you too. Calvin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for listening. Tell Calvin you love him too. You do like I Calvin. I do love you, Calvin. I love you too. Did I not do that? You know, you, you didn't did tell not. him. <laughs> you, you left him out of the love. Oh my God. I love, love you, circle. Calvin. <laughs> I, I don't think it was purposeful. And y'all at home, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's all, no I'm saying it's all good. I, I, I don't think it was purposeful. Show yourself some love. If people forget to tell you they love you. <laughs> <laughs> and show some love to others.
People say we got it made Don't they know we're so afraid Ah, ah. 